Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Sasha Pollock's Dirty God is a film about a young mother from London who must pick up the pieces after an acid attack leaves her with severe facial scars. Prior to the attack, with limited education and opportunities, Jade's main currency was her looks. Her face has been reconstructed, but her beauty is gone. Jade must set about rebuilding herself, and this is going to be a difficult task. The film is Dirty God. It's led by a terrific performance, a gripping performance on the part of the lead actor, and that would be Vicki Knight. And the film is directed as well as co-written, along with Susie Farrell, by Sasha Pollock. Sasha, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about where this story came from. Um, okay, some years ago, I attended a music festival in the Netherlands. I'm from the Netherlands. And among the partygoers was a, a woman whose face was severely burned. And I looked at her and I flinched. And my first reaction was actually to look away, uh, the burnt face sort of twitched. And uh, just looking at it hurt. And I thought how terrible it must be to live with such scars. And the fact that you can't uh, possibly hide and your face is your identity is the first portal of communication. Uh, so the idea um, to make a feature film about a young burnt woman who has to deal with her life uh, planted itself in my head. Uh, she struggles with, yeah, with what most young women struggle with. Only something horrible has happened to her. That was sort of the initial idea. And then I was working in in London a lot, and and uh, London became sort of the capital of acid attacks at that time. Yeah, it happened so much um, that those things sort of yeah combined together made the first idea of Dirty God. Acid being thrown on people is something I heard about maybe 10 years ago. The first time I think I ever heard of anything so hideous being done to someone. But apparently it's a lot more common than I could have imagined. And I think there's a statistic in some of the press uh, notes that I got for Dirty God. Over 400, almost 500 people had been victim of that kind of an attack in London, I believe. So it is something that um, is, yeah, it's horrifying. It's a horrifying thought that someone would would do such a thing. Um, is there something of a cultural component to this? Is there something about this that is is why is it the, is as in the numbers that that I just cited? Yeah, well, in the research I've done, and I did lots of research, and I talked to all sorts of charity organizations. It has more to do with if, if it's available, uh, if people think about it, and then it has not, not really something to do with, with uh, religious or, or uh, uh, where you come from. It has not, not really anything to do with that. It has more like uh, it's easy to get your hands on. Yeah. Uh, it is apparently like much easier, like the... Uh, to do then for instance to uh, to stick a knife in something somebody is much harder than to just throw 
uh, a cup of acid that feels like throwing a, a, a glass of water in someone's face, but the consequences are horrific and uh, um, are terrible. So I think like a lot of people are trying to change sort of making it less liquid so it's uh, more difficult and making it illegal to have or to to get your hands on so that's very good yeah yeah and you're right it is as easy as taking a glass of water and throwing it at someone it's that it's that simple there's not any there's no not a whole lot more to it than that well let's talk about jade's character she is a young woman she has a mm -hmm. young young baby young daughter yeah and so uh, she is just coming, as we meet her in the film, she is just coming out of recovery for this attack. And now she's faced with the prospect of going back and now being a mother. And uh, there are so many issues that are brought up in the first five minutes of, of this film that you address in the course of the film. But it's, it's, a, it's a lot. And I think one of the beauty and the strengths of Dirty God is the ability of you to play all of these different uh, strains, these different threads in the film in ways that are not only appropriate, but also complicated. There's complications mm -hmm. on almost every level of her life. Um, tell me a little bit about sort of your mindset in making the film and, and, and how important it was for you to hit these different notes in the film. Yeah, for me, it was very important that the film was sort of set in the in the present day and age where where vi visual appearance is paramount. And I, yeah, to me, like I wanted to make a, a colorful film, a, a slightly romanticized version of reality. Uh, um, uh, the film is consoling. Jay triumphs in the end. So that was all very important to me that that she was sort of the heroine of this this uh, this story right from the start. She has an uh, emboldened uh, attitude to life, uh, and she has no option but to accept what is in front of her in the mirror. And uh, um, but she regards her situation with humor uh, and an armor of aggression. And uh, um, yeah. So that was all re really important that, that it wouldn't be like a depressing film or anything. It, it, I had, it tackles harsh uh, uh, ter territories, but I think for me, um, Jade is an incredibly strong uh, woman and uh, uh, yeah, who, who, who has a sort of emboldened uh, attitude to life and uh, uh, yeah. Well, and her, her support system is her mother and her yeah. friends and it's it's mixed that's again what i was saying earlier it's a complicated story and none there's no easy answers there's no there's no rainbow at the end of this there's just sort of getting through it and finding her voice again is that is that a way to put it that that sounds kind of kind of depressing in a way like to me she has sort of I think there's also a lot of humor in it. Like the situation is is bad, but but in the end, I do feel like there is sort of uh, sunlight in it, and uh, there is a way. She she does find uh, find a way to deal with 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 the card she has been given. Uh, well, I so, agree. I agree with what you're saying. I mean, to sound, if I sounded like it was it was all bad, depressing. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. I just meant that uh, not only the relationship with her mother, relationship with her friends. Her friend's boyfriend. There's a there's a lot yeah. going on, and trying to find her own agency sexually again. You know, trying to figure out how that was going to work, 
And then going to the old places that she used to go to with the, her friends. All of these yeah. things are now very, very mixed, very, very, you know, just sort of tough for her to get. This film works because it's a great cast, but um, Vicki Knight is, uh, is terrific. Tell me a little bit about how you found her. For me, it was really important to find somebody who uh, also had real scars that, 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 that like Vicky's background is similar to Jade. She comes from the same neighborhood and, and uh, she too lacks a, a father figure in life. So the trauma in her life, like she was in a fire. Uh, two of her cousins died in that fire and Vicky was the sort of sole survivor. So the trauma is, is, is different, but, but uh, the burn is a burn is what she always says. And you have to treat it the same. And Vicky, uh, we found Vicky because she... Uh, had been in a, a television program. She thought they were making a documentary about her, but in it was uh, a dating show and uh, they didn't tell her the title, but uh, the title was Too Ugly for Love. Uh, and that oh. really hurt her. Uh, and she got like uh, a lot of bad reactions to it. And, and no, uh, there was no support system at all to, to help her. So that was... So at first she didn't want to have anything to do with us and we sort of begged her to to get in contact with us and call, call us back. And like after a year, finally she did when the casting director called her on an unknown number. Uh, I, I met her and I talked, uh, talked with her and I told her it was a totally different thing this. And I think in the end, she's so happy that she did it and it helped her so much. I mean, it was sometimes very difficult for her if if I shot like close close uh, shots of her her scars uh, and she didn't know like for what it was for or or like she had breakdown sometimes on set but in the end it was all very good and I think the film really helped her and she told me whenever she saw it like she saw her her scars for the first time as art so that was that was a big thing for her and and whenever the film, uh, was shown and, and so it was shown on Sundance for instance and we had like conversations with audiences and um, that all always was sort of yeah people responded so beautifully to it and and also came with their own problems and Vicky was all, always like listening to to them so that I mean I think those kind of things really helped her and Bluey for instance in the who plays Nas in the film her love interest interest he came on, on the audition and, and Vicky, who's gay in real life, she saw him and she said like, for this guy, I would turn straight. I think he's so sexy. So then I knew immediately like he has to play uh, Naz. Yeah, it's true. There's, there's some real chemistry there in the film. And, yeah. and, and he's part of this kind of reoccurring motif in her life. And yeah. Well, um, first of all, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Sasha Pollock. The, the film is called Dirty God, and it comes out on uh, November 13th in select theaters. I think this is a, a virtual release. I, I think now it has turned into a virtual re release due to COVID, so that's a bit sad. But yeah. I'm happy that the, I hope people in the United States will see it. Yeah. Well, it also will be available uh, on December 15th on uh, the available digital platforms that you would all assume, the the uh, iTunes and the yeah. Google and Fandango and all of those. So be looking for it. Uh, and uh, the film also premiered 
as part of the World Cinema Dramatic Competition at the 2019 Sundance Film Festival. Congratulations on being, uh, being brought aboard the Sundance Film Festival, always a prestigious film festival. And congratulations for that. Did you go to Sundance? Of course I did. Uh, no, it was very good. Uh, we were in a cabin with my family and my producer, Vicky was there, the Susan Farrell, who was the co-writer, was there. The, yeah, so it was a really, really nice yeah, experience. I loved it. I thought, uh, yeah, the, the festival is great it's in this skiing resort. Um, so, yeah. but the weather was actually lovely. Uh, it was sunny and snowing, and uh, we actually had like one afternoon, half afternoon free, where Vicky and uh, me and the producers we went skiing, and it was for Vicky the first time also on skis, but she loved it immediately. <laughs> uh, that was really, it was really good. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Well, I want to talk about Vicky for a second, as you described your particular attempt to get her into uh, being uh, playing the part of Jade. Um, I'm wondering about in terms of instructions to her for as far as her portrayal is concerned, um, because this is obviously something so very personal for her to be mm-hmm. dealing with, be, to be talking, in, especially in light of that incident you just described with that reality TV show. Uh, so that level of trust had to be there. Right? And I, I assume that was a, a part of getting this performance from her is her ability to trust in you. How difficult was it on set for her to sort of, I know she's an actor, so it's not, I can't say that I, I don't want to presume that she's reliving some of her own experiences personally, but what is that mix like? What it, when someone who's actually been something like what she went through and now she's portraying it on screen as an actor what is that process like what are, what's going on for you and for her i will speak uh, about her now and and i mean probably she should answer it herself but um since she's not here like we spent lots of time getting to know each other we first had sort of dancing lessons together because the character needs to dance and I thought it's a good way to get to know each other and for her to open up but also we went sort of swimming every week because she needed to swim and she couldn't swim so that was sort of another thing that 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 I had to drag her out of bed to to go to the swimming pool uh, with me and uh, learn how to swim and on the set she was very like this is the first feature she's done but or film she's ever done She's a nurse uh, as well as uh, as an actress now. She loved it immediately. Like the first moment the camera was on her, she really loved it. And she was very professional and she was always there and willing to try things. Um, so it was actually great working with her. It was only sort of sometimes, yeah, uh, it was like she, when, whenever I would either film her scars or, or her left hand is not working properly because it's, uh, she misses sort of a finger in it, that I would shoot things like that, that she sometimes would get angry with me. And then um, about another thing, like she would say, like my clothing is not right or whatever. And then I always knew like it, it was not, I had nothing to do about with the clothing or anything it had to do with, with that we were shooting her hand or her scars or anything. But that were only small moments. I think like for the rest of it, it was really, really wonderful actually to shoot with her. And and when all was said and done, when the film was edited and ready for screening, you talked about going to screenings with her. And it sounds like she really mm-hmm. embraced it. This is not only an opportunity to tell a very moving story, but also 
for many people, as you as we talked about at the very beginning of our, our conversation, we live in a world of selfies. We live in a world where our face is so very, very important to how people actually uh, encounter us, experience us. Uh, do you, how do you think, you know, by the time you got through that part of the filming and all of the rest of it, any impact on her as a person? Did you feel that she was in some way came out of it? I mean, I'm still in very close contact with her, and but we have been sort of traveling the whole world together. Like we've been, yeah, so to Sundance, but also to Australia. We sort of that also was such a nice experience. After Sundance, we, uh, yeah, we traveled uh, the whole world uh, together. Like we went to to London, to Ireland, to Ireland. We went to Greece. We went to Poland, Australia, to China. Yeah, it, yeah, we went everywhere. So that was also such a such a great experience. And and the way people responded to the film, I think that was really helping her. Yeah. It's a terrific film. And I think her performance is obviously so incredibly important to the success of the film. You surrounded her with some wonderful actors. And also the situations are day-to-day things, people, all we all deal with in some way or another, finding our place, finding our voice. Uh, but her humanity and her ability to kind of convey this, this anger, this hurt, as well as this search to essentially reestablish yourself in in the world it all comes through it's beautifully done so uh, my congratulations to you and to her to please convey to to her what a terrific performance and i i really love the fact that at the very beginning of the film we see you film her 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 scars Mm -hmm. up close and sort of giving the contours of her neck and her face and all of the and i thought that was just such a beautifully beautiful way to uh essentially get us into the story and i i'm you know Thank, thank you for all of it. It sounds like you're on to new projects. Um, so we're catching you on the tail end of a day in which you're out scouting new locations. And when that project bears fruit, I hope you'll come back, Sasha. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Again, the film is called Dirty God. It is opening in virtual theaters here at the in Los Angeles area at the Lemley Theaters, as well as around the country. So be looking for it. Uh, Dirty God, we've been talking with the director and writer of the film, co-writer of the film, and that would be Sasha Pollock. Sasha, thank you so very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music